Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're here with Melanie Cantius and Kirsten Favrin. And Melanie, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. And Kirsten, you invited Melanie on. Uh, we both know Melanie's fantastic, first of all. <laughs> but um, give us some background about um, what we're going to be covering today. Yeah, so I have the pleasure of working in the South Office, and you often work in the South Office. And I've, I've kind of watched you have conversations and slowly, you know, Corinne's our graphic designer, and I've seen you chat with her about a few little things here and there too. And slowly, but almost quickly, you've developed this incredible real estate brand that's just so authentic. And it probably seems authentic because I know you so well, but it's beautiful and it's meaningful. And I feel like you've managed to tie a personal brand in with something that's really applicable to real estate clients, but also really applicable to just people and life in general. That sounds philosophical and big, and now you're probably thinking like that, that was a big thing to say. Um, but all of that together, uh, as, as the marketing person, there's so many realtors that try and build brands all the time, and they don't have a lot of longevity. You see a lot of people that do something, but there's obviously not a lot of meaning to them, and it kind of fades away, or it's not integrated. So we wanted to bring you on because you seem to be really good at this. Oh, thank you. And that's that. So, so kind of starting off just, um, for the, for the people. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, because that's important. So you, your, your, your family a little bit, how you got into real estate. Um, so I am a mother and a wife, and uh, I'm a, I have four brothers and no sisters. And um, four, are, well, that's crazy. Are you the youngest? Are you the I'm oldest? I'm the second oldest. Um, but we grew, I grew up in Chestermere, which at the time was tiny. And so you only had your siblings to play with for the most part. So I really had to either join them or just be alone, right? So I chose to play hockey and do a lot of guy things so that I could um, play play and enjoy life, right? But that I think that toughened me up and made me a little different than the other girls because they had a softer childhood than I did. Perhaps. They had three other girls to play Barbies with in their basement. Yeah. yeah and you've learned to not yeah. take no crap. Uh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> you don't take no crap from I, nobody. I don't take no crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it evolved like I when I was in my early 20s I moved to Europe and I backpacked around and I lived in for, a foreign country where I didn't speak the language for two years and well I learned it eventually but at first I didn't and what country was that I lived in France wow. mm -hmm. and so are you fluent in French now not fluent no I can get by when I had my kids I kind of, it kind of went at the wayside I used to always speak so French on certain days of the week with my husband because right. he, he's French um, and then after I had kids I was like I, I can't do that anymore it was too frustrating to try to think of my words all the time so anyway I lived there and um, it was a challenge to backpack around Europe on my own and I did that and um, so I, I think that that when I came back to Calgary I was really looking for adventure so I joined the commercial real estate world which is a very male dominated industry and it was tough, yes. especially at the time. There was only half a dozen of us females that were in the industry. So it was a real, um, you know, thrive to survive and push, and you're in the shark pit all the time, right? So that was a big challenge for me. And then when I had my kids, my son had a lot of medical issues. So I just feel like I've always been um, in the midst of different challenges, either ones that I put on myself or challenges that were imposed on me in my life. And, and so I feel like... A, a survivor, so to speak. And so I wanted to bring who I am into my real estate business because I think that that's why I have some good success is because I'm, I can fight really hard for my clients because I grew up fighting. So if we that's were- incredible. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great story. So obviously 
having that background, I assume, led a bit to this vision of how you wanted to portray yourself in the real estate world. Mm -hmm. And transitioning into residential, did you already have a brand in mind or was it something when you got into residential you said, I want to create this? Tell us about the evolution of the vision mm -hmm. and making that transition into that. Um, I think that I just joined residential because I wanted to have greater control over my schedule. In commercial, you kind of have to work Monday to Friday, 8 to 5, and then a lot of time is spent with landlords and socializing, and that wasn't good for my family life, even though I had my weekends to myself. It's a bit of a myth <laughs> to yeah. think that I would control my schedule, but that's what I thought. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. And <laughs> People get into this yeah. business, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to have all I, this I free time. Get to be my own boss, yeah, yeah. flexibility to schedule. No, no, no. no. But I mean, I still do, right? If, I, if my kids have appointments or, or something important, I can always attend it, right? So I do really appreciate that factor. Um, I really kind of joined residential believing it would be much like commercial where you're, you, um, we got a lot of business, just, I was with Collier's and so Collier's is a big name. And so we got a lot of business just because of our name, a lot of sign calls, and so it did, and then we would do building walks to meet people and stuff, but it's a totally different way of branding yourself and reaching out, and there's way less agents, right? So you have a bigger population that you're serving in some respects, because there's a lot of businesses, but a way tinier population of agents, um, you know, servicing those, those clients. So um, I joined residential thinking, well, I'll just be Melanie Cantius like everyone else, right? It, go by my name. And I did that for about the first year, and I took tons of branding and marketing courses, that you, all the ones that you guys offered. And, um, and then I went um, to an event that you guys had pushed, not really pushed, but mentioned, and it was a Richard Robbins thing. He came to Calgary. Yeah. And I went to that, and I was really inspired, because basically in that, he was saying, we're going to give you all the answers to be successful. And I was suffering, right? Like the first year was painful. I felt like I was hemorrhaging money and it wasn't coming back in, right? So that I thought, sounds like a first year. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> My hemorrhaging first year was very money. similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I forked out the dough to go to Vancouver and to go to his event, which was pretty costly. And it was, it was a hardship at the time. And I attended all the events or all the speakers and I came away feeling like there was way too much I had to do. They didn't give me the recipe for success, and I was completely overwhelmed and totally depressed. For, like, I cried for probably two days when I got home because I just thought, I can't do all of that. A, I don't have the money, and B, it doesn't feel like me. But when I, you know, as I started to analyze what happened, there was one particular agent that you guys would be familiar with um, who had gotten up and spoken about how she branded herself as, and she used like a caricature, and she would take that caricature around and go shopping and have it in her car. And I, at the time, I thought, that's crazy. I can never do that. I, yeah. I'm such an introvert. Uh, you might not believe that, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that I could walk around and carry a caricature. But what, it, what I realized, what I realized is that there is no recipe, right? Yes. You can so do true. whatever you want as long as it's authentically you. So I started to just kind of think about who I was and how people saw me. And I would write notes at night. You know, like that's when you do your best thinking. So I kept a notebook beside my bed and I would just kind of write, like, who do people see me as? So um, I knew that people, saw, I always get told that I'm really strong. And whether or not I believe it, that's what people see about me, right? So. I would believe that I was really strong. And after I had my daughter, I wanted to do my marathon. 
but my marathon was kickboxing. I become, became totally passionate about it, and I don't even know why. I don't know what led me to it. I never did it before in my life. And I was like, I'm gonna compete. Before I turn 35, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna compete in kickboxing. So I would train six days a week. If I, I didn't like the trainer, then I would go to someone else who would take me to that next level. So it took me a year and a half of training, and I, just before my 35th birthday, I competed in my first fight and kicked. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So for me, that was like huge, right? That really. I think was we talked about not messing with you earlier because <laughs> of the brothers thing and everything else, and now you've just totally solidified that. Thank you. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Did your Did your family come? Um, my mom didn't. She didn't want to see that. Yeah. My dad didn't. Fair. Um, Fair. Uh, Her dad didn't want to see Three of my brothers. I think all four of my brothers came and they were so jacked, right? I, I my husband I didn't come. He did not want to see that. And I respect that, right? I don't like watching. When I was training, I would watch my colleagues getting going into fight, right? And I would cry. And I was like... And then my coach would be like, and you want to do this? And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so leave yeah, I do. I just don't want to watch them get beat up. Yeah. But I'm fine. It's probably different if it's your face. Mm -hmm. But watching the face of someone you love get hit might be tough. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So, and so obviously, that, that's kind of, you, you've painted a really good story because we haven't, we haven't really mentioned it. But tell us a little bit about the brand yeah, that you created. Yeah. So it started to come, to, I, I, I'll just back up by just saying one thing. Yeah, I was yeah. driving through Chestermere one night, and there's an agent out there that had some really cute um, riders on her signs that didn't say sold, they said um, too late, or this one's gone, or something like that, right? And I was like, that's so cute. I'd rather not follow the norm. Yeah. And so between like the wordsmithing and the, the kind of the notes that I was taking, it, I just came up with this idea. And so my branding is conquer it, because I feel like that's what I do. I conquer challenges for my clients. I conquer challenges in my own life. And, and, and so I felt like that was strong. And so my branding, I, I could see this vision of having riders that say conquered instead of sold. And it's, there's nothing wrong with doing it that way. I just wanted to be a little bit different and have some fun with it and, and laugh well, a little. People remember it too. Yeah, so it, that's what's happened, right? That people really, and, and so I'll go out partying with friends and the, the references are always about conquering the night. or it, it just flows into my personal life as well in a quite comical way. Well, that's one of the things that I found, you know, kind of as, as I've watched you have your brand because the way, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this more, but whether you are talking about personal things in your life or something sold or it's a testimonial from a client, which you're so good at packaging and sharing, the tagline to, to say conquer it or past tense, what a conquering conquered, it's so pertinent to so much. And I think mm. that's what I love about it because there's lots of brands where it's, you couldn't put this in a sentence yeah. ever, right? Like there's yeah. no way to actually, there's no narrative behind it. Yeah. But what you've created, it's just, it's so applicable and it's so catchy. <laughs> like it's you. really good. Now, I lucked out. <laughs> <laughs> Luck when opportunity meets preparedness. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the, the mechanism of it, where the mechanics of, getting the marketing materials together, the, the logos, the, the, the graphics. Tell us about some of the things that mm -hmm. now you had to start to brand as Concrete and how you walked through that process mm -hmm. in the beginning. So like I said, I was suffering financially, so that was a huge factor in how I processed everything, right? I didn't have the funds to hire somebody to just to explain my vision and have them execute it. Well, I that's had, a lot of money. For it's a lot, a lot of, people, of money. That's a lot oh, yeah. Of money. yeah. 
Yeah, and so um, I really thought about what I wanted, how I wanted to represent myself, what I wanted my website to look like, what messages I wanted to portray, what my social media would look like. So I really took a lot of time to think about that. And then once I decided what I was doing, um, I designed my first logo myself. I used some sort of like online system. And Seriously? I, the first one. Did you have any graphic no, experience it, at all? Wow making brochures but so no. it, but, but I but I, I think like that this I think this is meaningful because there's a, there's a lot of people in this position where they, they might never not get get past it so would was it would have been PowerPoint no it's an online program and I'll and I can try to find it maybe you could I'll send you the, the yeah but, it but was, anyone could use it anyone could use it if I could do it anyone could do it it's like do you want a square or a circle do you want what color do you want your circle where do you want your word and then they had all these templates and you would just and I played with it for days and days and days to the point where I was so sick of it that I just sent out like three different iterations to my friends and family and I was like which one do you like better and the one that they liked the most I just chose and it, I think I might have paid five bucks to do that or something like it That's was awesome. it was nothing and then I got the logo and then I could make my business cards um, but no sooner had I done that that I kind of realized I didn't like I really didn't like it like I only used it for a couple of months and I realized it just didn't resonate with me properly so I heard about Fiverr, which I know yeah. you're familiar with. I yeah. think you told me about Fiverr actually Possibly. in one of the training Possibly. sessions. Yeah, and they have different um, levels that you can pay for for your um, branding stuff. So if you want a logo made, you could pay five bucks or you could pay three hundred bucks, right? And you can review all of the um, the uh, testimonials of different people from around the world, graphic designers. And so I just selected one that had a style that I thought was complementary to mine. And they had really good reviews. I think they were in Indonesia, and it was about a hundred bucks. And they would do countless um, revisions until I was happy. Yeah. So that did take a while, but I ended up with something I was really. Did happy you with. send them the logo that you currently had as a bit of a reference? Yeah. Did they see that or no? Yeah, they did see that. But then I sent them the ideas, like pat, like I really wanted the pattern that I have, something like that. But I didn't know exactly what it was, so I sent stuff that I liked. Like I searched out images and things that I really liked, and I was like, "Try to get to this, right?" It took it took a while, but you got to it. We got to it, yeah. And for a hundred bucks, so for me that was money well spent. Absolutely. Um, and then I had envisioned um, doing a, a video, like a testimony, not a just a who I am video, right? So. For that, I went to Kijiji and I put out an ad and I interviewed all sorts of videographers and, um, and then looked at their work because I wanted to make sure that their work was to the standard that I wanted. But there's a lot of hungry people that are just coming out of university that offer really good rates if you, rather than just going to the highest. It's a most. fantastic tip. So that's what I did. They're always looking for people. And if you review their work, if they've done totally. it in the past, it's, it's a yeah. good opportunity. And then they just want you to review them in exchange for services sometimes, right? So I paid, yeah. I paid nominal, like maybe $250 for, wow. my, for my video. And, um, and they did lots of revisions and editing. And that would include the music that they, they put to it as well. So, I was just really economical about how I sourced out things. I met a photographer who was fresh out of high or out of uni or university, and she definitely undercharged me. Like it's a crime what she quoted me versus what she did for me. So I had, I think, six images that I was like, "This is what I want." Of you? Of you? No, I wanted it to be who I am, which is so. It has my one image has my kids. Okay. One image has my dog. One image has my husband. 
And then one image has kind of just me, like my, the shot that I would put on business cards and stuff. Okay. One image is kickboxing. Yeah. And then um, I love that one. one is commercial real estate going into a commercial building. And then another is just me. It looks like I'm stomping on someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, conquering them. Yeah, it's really nice. Them. Yeah, sort of. I've, I've seen it, and it, 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 it's nicer than you make it sound. <laughs> it's nicer than you make it sound. So that, one of the things that's really cool about that is um, in, in terms of building your brand, I like how it's not just your face. Mm. I think that real estate has a little bit of culture of your face. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one, it's, <laughs> your face, your face, um, true. right? It is true. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's not, that's not you. No. Right. I mean like it is you, but it's not. So I think to yeah. be able to show you in all of your different elements mm -hmm. is really clever. I like that. And then when people are choosing to work with you, it's, you know, this is the whole person yeah. that I'm working with. There's a bit of a sense of there. I, I'm not a super refined person. I'm, that might be a surprise to you, but I, no, I didn't. You're, I, you're, you're pretty well put together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't want to portray something that I'm not, right? So that was really critical to me. I see a lot of realtors that have these professionally groomed, filtered personas, and I'm like, that's not who you're going to get when, when we're working together. You're yeah. getting me, and you're I'm getting my gritty. humor, and you're getting, yeah. yeah, you're getting my cackle and you're getting my family, and you're getting all the things that matter to me, because this is me, so I really wanted it to be me. And if you don't like what you see of me on social media, don't call me, because you're gonna hate me when we work together, right? <laughs> so and that's not, good, that's not good for you either. No. Right, the last thing that you want is someone in the back of your car who's like, I have nothing in common with this person. Yeah. She's obnoxious. Exactly. Right? Not because you're obnoxious, <laughs> but, it, but in general, you're right. Like, it's a really Have good me. point. Yeah. That's a really good point. So. Um, economically speaking, so you did a really good job of that. Kind of a sub-question, do you feel now, so obviously you've kind of done, not that you've done way more than the basics, but is there anything now that as you kind of go through this process, you have your sight on something else? Like, well, now that I have this, as far as my brand goes, I'd love to be able to. Or even, even something you would have done differently. Yeah. yeah. I think it's an evolution, right? Like starting off making my own sign versus, or logo versus hiring a professional. There's a, there's an aesthetic value in having somebody professional. And so when you, when I, now that I'm at the position where I can kind of source that out and, and have a little bit better appearance, there, I want to make my own, you know, not just brochures, but listing packages that are very, they're very um, branded to oh. who I am. And introductions, so when I meet people, you know, like a little pamphlet that they, that they can uh, kind of look over and get a sense of who I am. Refining my website. I mean, I did a GoDaddy website just to have an online presence, it's not great at all, but it doesn't matter for me. It's not how I'm, how I'm getting business. It's yeah. just a, yeah. it's an online presence, yeah. but I want it to be improved. So I've hired, my cousin's a graphic designer, but I'll pay him full pop. Um, and so I've hired him to help me with some of that. I have logos on my vehicle, but again, it was very minimal, just kind of lettering. And, and, it, and so now I'd like to take that to another level and have it be a little bit more professional looking and eye-catching. So I want to mention um, your vehicle decals because mm -hmm. they're awesome. <laughs> Does that, is that a conversation starter? Like have you found, because people, people ask me that all the time, like should I? We were just talking about this. Oh, were you just talking about this? <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about this. Because people, people will say to me, you know, I sit down and I have all these meetings with realtors, I'm like, you know, should I do bus benches? Should I put something on my car? But I've never asked anybody how 
the vehicle decal works. Well, I assume in your community that must be helpful if you're parked outside your... You would think it is. Yeah, you can be honest. This is, uh, <laughs> oh, be, oh, we want honest. authenticity yeah, I here. Totally, so. I totally will. I reached out to agents that had the decals and nobody gave me an answer when, when I was considering it. So I thought, well, I'll just do it. I, again, I got a deal. I had a connection. So I think it ended up costing me about 250 bucks for two vehicles, which wow. is really yeah, good. Wow, yeah. And um, we overpay for everything. The lesson of this <laughs> story is I overpay is the mother for of all everything. It's literally where you, you're, if you're on a budget, you figure it out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you just have to hemorrhage money for a year as, every, as a new realtor. I hemorrhage money you'll for You'll figure a year. it out. <laughs> um, so... What was the question? Sorry. Vehicle, Vehicle decals. decals. Oh, so I have, I was laughing with Lindsay because there was a girl in the office that was saying that she was going to do it. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, just so you know, here's kind of my experience with it. I put those decals on both cars. I've had people call me to tell me to smile, or I've had people call me to ask if I sell concrete. So <laughs> I haven't. Conquer it. Conquer it, right? <laughs> A tip to anybody who's watching who might be married to or knows somebody in concrete. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, definitely wow. your vehicle, yeah. Um, so I haven't actually got any business per se out of having my car deckled. And I think the risk is that if you drive like a jerk one day, then someone's going to call and complain. Which was exactly my problem. <laughs> we, yeah. is, did that happen to you? Twice. <laughs> we had, um, I actually had to deal with that with one of, with one of our realtors who was, who was constantly seen speeding through playground zones Ooh. in their community and their whole vehicle was branded and I got an email being like you probably shouldn't yeah. drive like X yeah. if your face and your phone number and your, is on your vehicle. Yeah. You're right. So there's, you, a, there's a bit of care I guess that you have to take if you put that on your vehicle. And it's good because I, I can be a real jerk on, on the vehicle. road. So I try to be a little like I'm always like don't give them the finger. <laughs> Be courteous. <laughs> they have your phone number, right? So that's yeah. good. That's good for me. So are you going to keep it on, take it off? I will keep it on, and I'll tell you why. Um, I believe that even if it hasn't um, generated leads, like with somebody calling yeah. me, I think it's a conversation starter, right? And I, I can go to my daughter's school or my kids' lessons or my neighbors can all see what I do. There's no question what I do. So if they felt comfortable to approach me, it would it would be the, it would be something that would lead them to do that. Sixty seven percent of people deal with the first realtor they meet. Right. They know you're the realtor. They're not interviewing necessarily. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. Melanie, you, yeah, you can help us with that. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's worth it. I just don't. It, I wouldn't have that as my main source for lead generation. But it is, but it is <laughs> nice that it's a little bit of an icebreaker because you know we often mm -hmm. have a lot of people. You know, I'm I'm in the Rotary Club where I. You know, I teach these lessons to people, and you know, I don't know how to get. But, and a lot, I've joined the chamber of something, and a lot of people do this with the attention to meet people, but they never want to say, "I'm a realtor," because they don't want it to feel. Yeah, for so it's kind of nice to have something where I don't need to say it. They can approach you know, me. we're yeah. going to build the relationship of outside of real estate, but like you know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So let's let's take a break from the actual market materials themselves for a second here, and let's talk about living the brand mm -hmm. and is there anything that you do in particular to uh, when you when you communicate to your clients when you serve your clients anything you do in your your day-to-day -day life beyond what you've said where you're out and you said okay how do I embody my brand into my day-to-day -day, um, mm -hmm. in my day-to-day -day business um, I think like what kind of you you alluded to in the beginning there that I 
that I'll talk about things that I'm doing in my life and then I, I might hashtag conquering. So the, nice. on the social media side of things, it could be conquer it or conquered or whatever. I try to bring it back to that because I don't know a ton about social media and all that, but I do know that, I, that you're kind of leaving crumbs out there, right? And so every time you do that, you, there's more brand recognition. So I, I try to do that, but not like over the top hammering people over the head. And, and it's a fine balance, right? I, yes. Uh, I try. I try not to do it, but maybe I. Maybe I do annoy people with how much I talk no. about conquering it. I'm not sure, but whatever it is, it seems to be working. Um, and then just in the day-to-day -day life, I'm just. I just. I'm just me. Like it's so simple because I have. I've not created something that's not authentic, right? So it's just authentically me to kind of live out my life, and and I incorporate my kids and what we're up to into my brand and my family and it's all part of who I am and the experience you get when you work with me because let's be honest all realtors most of us provide the same level of service and competency right so the only thing that differentiates me is me so I want people to know who I am and so they can decide if they want to work with me or not I often think and you know I've never you know any house I've ever bought or what you know you know Lindsay's done I, I, I've looked around at, at, at certain people and certain realtors I know or just know a little bit of, not, not with CIR, of course, <laughs> but in general thinking, I can't believe that somebody spent eight hours in a car with you, like yes. over my dead body. Like, I, just, I, can't even, I, can't, I can't even imagine. They yeah. drove themselves, probably. <laughs> you, you, you must <laughs> have, right? Like I'll you, follow you. <laughs> you must have. So you're right to say that like, you're going to differentiate yourself on just being a great person with like, good values, who's fun and is relatable to say, like, we're going to be spending a lot of time together, right? Like, other than all of this mm -hmm. other stuff, we're going to be spending a heck of a, heck of a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is what you're going to get. And yeah. that's really nice. Because, what, you know, what a lot of our realtors say is you end up being somebody's, for a short period of time, you're their best friend, you're yeah. their therapist, yeah. you're their marriage counselor, you're the person mm -hmm. giving them landscaping advice, right? Like, you are a pretty influential a, person. Yeah, you have a very intimate relationship for a hopefully a short period of time in some, in some cases, but it, you have to be yourself, right? Otherwise they'll see through all yeah. the facade very quickly when they have a breakdown and you don't care, right? So, so you just have to be genuinely yourself and luckily I'm an empathetic person and I'm a good counselor on the side and you know, all those things, right? So I can, I can kind of wear different hats depending on what they're going through and, that, and people can see that I'm authentic. Through, I think, some of my testimonials that I post as well. I think it's important that people see it through other people's words. That's not actually my own. that's one of the things that I wanted that I wanted to bring up. So one of my favorite things that you do on social media is you post snippets of testimonials and you brand that with your Concrete logo, which I think is so great. Thank you. Um, but re but recently, and this is not this isn't for social media, but you were in the office and you had met somebody who contacted you because they were. What were, they, they were on some website that randomly had testimonials and they contacted you that way? So I, I use a website where people, anyone can post a review on an agent. Um, okay. It's a free website and I encourage my clients to write a review on there after I've, I'm finished working with them. And um, I mean the risk to that is that you don't, you, if you weren't doing an incredible job for your clients, you wouldn't want them writing testimonials, totally. right? But um, so I, I send it out to all my clients when I'm done working with them, and I would say 95% of them will write a review. Will write a review, and once you get um, a certain number of reviews on that website that are really high, 
you're seen as a top agent in the city. And so people that go on there, um, they're sourcing, they're looking for an agent, right? They're looking at the testimonials, but you get pushed to them because you're a top agent. So from that, I've gotten some significant business, and this person you're talking about had two properties to sell and, a, and, a, and one to buy. Wow. And so he read my reviews, and I've had several calls since then. Now that I've got to that wow. ranking, it's, it's business that's coming to me for no cost. It's just, you know. I like, love that you were not afraid. I mean, there's always that little pit in your stomach. Of yeah. Like, oh my gosh, people are going to review me online. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. you know, every, everyone gets a bad review at some times, yeah. and it's like, if it's all five stars, it almost becomes inauthentic. Yeah. So you get yeah. the one, uh, you know, the bad review, but the fact that you were willing to put yourself out there and then mm -hmm. now, um, you know, and just ask for it and yeah. be willing to ask for the business or in terms of ask for the review and people will do it. Yeah, they people love, they're, they're so grateful at oh the end, gosh. right? They're like, what can I do for you? You can do this, right? And when we look yeah. at it. And they love to do yeah. it. When we look at the stats, it's, you know, the clients overall, um, in your case, probably more than, than the average in terms of providing a great experience, but most clients are happy at the end, but agents just don't even ask at the end. Yeah. But they don't have a system to, to yeah. they don't have a system to ask for it. They said, well, what do I do? Like, how yeah. do I, how do I send them to something? Like, what do I do? It doesn't matter. It can be your Facebook page. It can be Google. It and, can be and any Facebook site. Pa Facebook page and, 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 well, I mean, Google, you need to set up a Google, a Google page for. Yeah. Um, so that can be a bit of an entry barrier, but um, 80, I think the last thing I said was 80 something percent of realtors have Facebook accounts. And if you have mm -hmm. a Facebook business page, which is so easy, if you do Put nothing else, you yeah. might as well get somebody to write a review for there. Because I love how you said, there's all these little crumbs that build. And I think that what you've done with your testimonials in terms of brand building, what a great way to not have to put a lot of time or any money. It's a free website. But there's this mm -hmm. beautiful brand that you're not even touching yes. that's just being built and building this beautiful little breadcrumb trail right back to you. And you're not spending $10,000 a <laughs> no. month on internet leads, Nothing. right? Like, that's yeah. incredible. Yes. You know, you know what I love, too, is I want to go back to where you're lying awake at night, you got this little notepad and you're, you're writing down some ideas about like what makes me me, um, what kind of things do I want to embody and, and, and portray out my business. Um, when you do that process and you actually choose a brand that's truly and authentically you and you put that out to the masses, you attract people that embrace that already and, and, and are accepted of that, which mm -hmm. means that immediately you're going to have a better chance of connecting with them. Yeah. Um, a better opportunity yeah. for a better service, happier reviews, all mm -hmm. those types of things. And you just don't have to struggle. It's like no. there's, there's no struggle there. So you, mm -hmm. I, I really admire what you've done in terms of saying, um, okay, like mm -hmm. this is who I am. I'm going to say, I, and the thing that people forget is that they, they try to please everybody. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you can't. No. You yeah. can't do no. it. If you, if you try to please everybody, you're going to please nobody. Mm -hmm. And you'll just be a little bit, it's like being a um, jack of all trades, yeah. master of none. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I love that you did that and you said, you know what, this is how I'm going to be. Take me as I am or Take don't. it or leave it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Love that. Good, bad, and the ugly. You're getting this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think that the people that hire me because of what they see that I'm posting online, um, they're hiring me because they already feel like they like, know you know, a little bit me. too. Yeah. yeah. So I want to go to, so another question that I want to ask you, and don't sugar, don't, sugar, don't sugarcoat this. If it was awful, it was awful. But all realtors in general have to combine their brand and you know, re our regulatory board guidelines with a brokerage brand, mm -hmm. which 
just being being in the position where I kind of have to help people marry those, I know that that, that can be a little bit tough. Yeah. Um, because every different brokerage will have their own different guidelines for what you can or you cannot do. I know that there's a ton of brokerages that do not allow you to have um, personal for sale signs at all. Right. Like you have to use brokerage brands, which, yeah. which could be um, a little bit tough. We have our own guidelines. So as you are going through that process, um, just because this is something that all realtors have to do, how did you, how did you think of the two together? Was it, was it a good thing? Was it a bad thing? Was it annoying? Was there a few things where you said, oh, I'm going to take this because it's good or not? At first, I really wanted to have a sleek black and white look across the board, right? So incorporating the blue CIR logo was was a pain for me. I, I, it's challenging, yeah. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't want to do it. it. I felt like it went against what I was trying to do. And so... Um, Sometimes it even goes against what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and, I, and I am the brand. So I get yeah. it. I get it. It's <laughs> tough. Because colors are colors, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a thing. I get it. But I was having a conversation with someone in the office who had a marketing background, and they said, you know that blue actually um, signifies uh, trust. It builds, like people, psychologically when they see blue, it, it's, it's a, they get a feeling of trust. And when I understood that, I thought, okay, I'll, I, can, I can work with this, right? And so... Um, That's one of the reasons that many, many I'm moons ago, blue yeah. was picked, actually. I'm sure, yeah. 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 So, once I understood that, I felt like, well, I can buy into this then, right? I want that to be part of my brand. I want trust to be associated with it. So at first, I didn't like it. But once I un understood that psychology, I was like, well, then I need this, right? So um, it's there are still times when I'm like, I really don't want any blue in this, right? I yeah. just want the black and white. And yeah. so I still wrestle with it. But at first, I wanted my like signage to be black and white, and that wasn't possible. And you and I had a conversation. I was a little heartbroken <laughs> about how much blue had to be on it. But I love it now, and I feel like it stands out more, right? Rather, because there is a lot of black and white signage out there from other brokerages yeah. and stuff. So having that recognizable blue, um, not only because it builds or it creates a feeling of trust, but also because it does associate me really strongly with a huge brokerage with a really good um, reputation. Number one. Yeah. So. A little plug. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was like an evolution. I definitely still wrestle with it, but overall, I think it's a positive. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the um, another another question I want to ask. I I don't know if these should be honor questions, but I'm going to ask them anyways. In terms of the brokerage that you work with. As far as your clients go, is that something that you talk about or do you think that most realtors talk about or is it just, it's me? Um, I think it's just me. I mean, I don't want it to sound no, like I that. No, I would. I think that that's something that, that you often say too, right? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's you. There, there's, uh, there, there's a lot that, that a brokerage does for the, for the agents, yeah. but as far as your business is concerned, yeah. Um, so the ability to brand yourself yeah. is really, really important. And that's, that's something that Lindsay talks about and is a big proponent of in our brokerage is, you know, CIR is important. There's a ton of support there. It means the client gets a bigger team. Like that's kind of what brokerages are there yes. for. Like the client gets a bigger team. There's some more support, support network. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, the ability to brand yourself with your own signage and your own whatever it is you want to do, that's so important. Yeah, it's key. I think... Um, I think that as agents, we have stigmas that we associate with different brokerages, right? And I think that that can, be, that can come into play when we're negotiating sometimes if you poo-poo a certain brokerage or you think like that they won't be as experienced as someone else from another brokerage. So I think that that can play with amongst um, realtors, but I don't think it plays out with clients. Like I've never had 
never had a client question, who is CIR? Yeah. And they've never said that. They're about, what are you going to do for me? How are you going to sell my property? And how are you going to get me top dollar, right? That's what they want to know. Um, and so I think, that, um, I think that it's less important to the people that we serve. Who we work for, I think it's more important to us as agents because sometimes we think that there's a stigma attached, positive or negative, right? I guess stigma is generally a negative thing, but there's, there are certain mentalities associated with certain brokerages, right? And I, I don't think that um, it comes into play for clients at all. And yeah. that's really the only one I care about. You know, Absolutely. We always we always say obviously, you know, you're the person that's that's front facing with the clients and obviously you have to be um, the person who is providing the services and out there in the day to day and stuff. And what I do say in my classes is it's just in regards to it's like providing that 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 back end layer of support. It's like, you know, having yeah. where the paperwork goes through seven different layers before it gets out there and the specialized management team to have mm -hmm. um, the back end support yeah. of all of that. It's and, incredible. And yeah. then obviously the collaboration between you know, CIR uh, live and, uh, and, our, and our chats of, you know, having over 200 people see your listings before they come to Marketplace. Yes, and you take course. those different snippets as part of the, the presentation there. So, yeah. Well, and that, um, and, that, and that can be part of also your, in, in terms of, you know, part of the question about, about brokerage and brand, you know, regardless of, regardless of what brokerage you're with, it's, are there any other ways that you can deliver value, mm -hmm. right? And I kind of like what you said, and if, one, and if one of those things, you know, the brokerage that you're with is every transaction that I put in, even if I know it's 10 out of 10, there's seven other people that are going to tell me this is mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 before it gets touched. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like, those are different things that you can just pull together to, yeah, to well, add I, I to think, your I brand. think anytime, and exactly, anytime we bring value to uh, a transaction, I think it's so important that yeah. um, we bring as, as much as possible. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that we always just say is, you know, our, the power of collaboration that we have from our, um, uh, in the brokerage and the exposure that we can give to listings and things like that is, is unmatched. That's definitely so. something I often bring up that, yeah. you know, and it's not, it's not necessarily just for listings. It could be for a challenge that we're trying to overcome. I can put this out to 700 agents totally. and get feedback. Totally. Uh, or it could be, um, you know, it's not the right time for you to list your property, but you set up your rental and I'll post it on there because a lot of our agents are looking for clients that need rentals. Totally. That sort of thing. And, you, and that you have that that connection to and the potential of reaching 700 other agents, other brokerages can't offer that, yeah. like CIR can. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that uh, creates a really strong position in, in some situations when I'm working with clients. Yeah. Cool. Is the reach. Well, yeah, and, that, I guess, and I guess that's just it, is knowing that someone's working with you and the ability to be able to make that first and foremost, because mm -hmm. that's so important. Yeah. And then taking the little bits and pieces of brand. And that's kind of exciting. I feel like you have, you have two brands in it. And that was kind of the question. And how do you, how do you marry them? So I guess that's probably a little bit how, how you would do it. Yeah, totally. Let's, um, uh, last question to, to wrap it up. Um, obviously, you've been doing this for a while. You've learned some mistakes. You've, you've done amazing and so many things very, very well. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give a realtor looking to uh, create an independent brand for their bro for their um, real estate business. I think just to to not to copy someone else, just to think about who they are, so, so that they can they can execute that over the long term, right? Just to be themselves, and and I don't know, not to not to try to be too polished or too perfect. It's an evolution, and and just to be authentically themselves, I think, is what people want. That's what that's what I've experienced anyway. Yeah. I like how you said it's an evolution because. I'll sit down with so many people and for them to get started in my, and just because I, I know the numbers or I thought I knew the numbers until you get every, you're amazing with, 
$250. Video is done. But I sit and I think about some of these things that some of these new realtors are thinking. I'm like, you are going to be out of the business in a year looking for a full-time job because you're going to be broke. Yeah. If you feel like you need to get all of this done yeah. perfectly yeah. in the next six months. Yeah. So I think how you, how you, how you went about it, um, that's really good advice. Well, and I, just to add to that, if I can, just to say that um, what works for someone else isn't necessarily what's going to work for you. And you don't have to do everything that everyone tells you you should do, right? You'll end up crying and overwhelmed bite off little pieces and take it step by step. And eventually you can have this big grand presence in the real estate industry, but you don't, you can get, I think you can get wealthy faster if you take baby steps and don't spend a fortune. Totally. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. It drives me wild <laughs> seeing people overspend when they have no, um, you know, backing. They're not on a solid yeah. footing yet. It's yeah. just, it's insane. You can do this you can do this business on a budget. People say it takes money to make money. It doesn't at the beginning. It does not. Just ask me. Yeah. That's right. I've it takes money to get into hundred. the business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No kidding. That's amazing. That yeah. could that could be that could be a you referral a job. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> Anyways, Melanie, thank you for being thank with us. You I appreciate so it. Much. We are so proud of that sounds like a super but super proud of you and every time we see your stuff, it's Absolutely. just Awesome. Thank so you. I appreciate it job. so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys very much for joining us as well. Um, and we look forward to um, having many more great segments like this. Probably not as great as oh, uh, Melanie, but I'm not. sure, I'm I sure they'll come close. I conquered it today. That's it. You did. <laughs> you did. Awesome. Thank Good you. Job. Awesome. Thanks guys. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.